Hey, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. Good evening. I'm Anthony. And I'm April. Welcome back, April Riley. Yay. Thank you. I'm going to do ASMR April tonight. There you go. <laughs> it's been way too long. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. It's good to see you guys again. So much better than it's the mukbang April we had earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the weirdo who wanted to watch me eat. I don't understand. Uh, the word mukbang sounds so much grosser than it really is. It does. It really does. Like when I found out what mukbang actually meant, I was like, that is so much less than I was thinking it actually was. Right? Yeah, yeah I was I, I was imagining something much, much worse. Yeah. So, but that's probably a conversation for Tis the Podcast. After Tis the Podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Just let Tis me know when you podcast. want to schedule it, guys. Like, I'm all for the After Dark episodes. <laughs> I'll be in bed by then, y'all. <laughs> Watching mukbang video. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, Julia, you know... I had so much fun talking to you last week on Patreon about the Batman. Yeah, it was so much fun. But since not everyone's a patron, I want to give you a chance to respond to the prior episode and all of our trolling, because you had some words for me and Tom <laughs> during that Patreon episode. <laughs> I wouldn't call them words. Um, you feel the love? Yes, I listened to the episode. Um, and I just wanted to clarify, I don't hate the Golden Girls, Okay. Like there's not a hate there. I just didn't grow up with it. So, and then Charlene and I kind of talked about it, right? No, it was Kendall and I. Kendall, yeah. Commiserated but, on the same level that it just wasn't a part of us growing up. So it's not just funny to us like it is a lot of people. And that you, you also said so me and salacious. <laughs> you also said me and Tom missed a bunch of things, like the Fraser. You did miss a bunch of things, like. Is it the third episode where they're stuck in the diner at the end and they cover for that guy? So similar to Frasier's, one of Frasier's Christmas episodes in the diner. And and I did watch the episodes prior to falling ill that night. So we see, we need Julia here. We can't do this without you. We we can't do it without Julia. We can't. Although Charlene did her best to keep us in line. She did she, she did. did a pretty good job. She did she's just job. she's just too nice to do it. <laughs> how's everyone's week going i i feel like april charlene was too nice i feel like april would have done it a much better you know controlling and april is too mean i wasn't gonna say that i know what you're thinking 
<laughs> you, um, you know, you, no denial whatsoever from Anthony. You know he just laughed it off. Like, yeah. If I thought you were too mean, I wouldn't be like, hey, you're going to be in New York. Let's meet up. That's true. I think it's like a, like a, like a platitude. Like you're like, oh, then, I'll, then you'll get the flu like you did last time. One time. <laughs> the one time. <laughs> Uh, we got called out for going like half an hour before we even talked about our movie last week. Who called us out? Or shows? It was on Discord. I don't remember who it was. It's, oh, it was a. Uh, it, it wasn't actually called. It was a joke. I it think. was Advent Calendar. Uh, Adam, yeah, Mike made a comment that we're thirty. We're thirty-five minutes in, and they just started talking about the, 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 the show. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Mike likes the playful banter. Yeah. Oh, like playful banter. You like playful banter. I like we playful do like banter. banter. You know what else uh, I like? Go ahead, Anthony. I was going to say, I saw an excellent movie in theaters this weekend that I'm going to recommend to everyone who's a fan of horror. It's just called X. Check it out. Check it out when it comes on digital. It, That's like, the one where they make the porno in the old house, right? It was like in the set in the 70s, Britney Snow's in it, Jenny Ortega. But like it did not go where I thought it was. I was thought it was gonna be like a total Texas chainsaw thing, but like the direction it, it went looks, was it looks very Texas. The color of it looks very Texas chainsawy. Well, set that time period, right? Yeah. But like it totally went a completely opposite way. And at the end of it, I was like, huh, they were actually trying to say something here with what they did, which I appreciated. But I really, I really liked it. Uh so check it out everyone because horror movies are so hit and miss especially newer ones that don't rely on like you know the franchises like halloween uh so check it out because i was impressed and they already have a prequel in forward to that nope me that nope movie i think it is oh yeah I'm looking, I'm looking forward, forward to that, to that. jordan peele is excellent so mm-hmm. And if you can't tell, my mindset's already in fall. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Julia, did you and the kids watch Turning Red yet? No, we haven't watched it yet. Gabe watched it um, when he was sick, and he watched it with very little uh, audio and subtitles on. And he's like, yeah, I just can't get into this movie. And I'm like, I think I have an idea why. (laughs) <laughs> because you're like not feeling good and you're half not even listening to it you're reading it you're reading a movie you're reading a movie and you just you don't need to read the movie <laughs> so we haven't yet um i used to do that all the time growing up i had to have the subtitles on everything because i liked reading it as i was watching it that's how ethan is too but i'm like but you can't just read it right no you can't you can read and listen and he was and i'm like no we're giving we another shot together. i don't watch anything without subtitles Really? Mm-mm. Is this like a bandwagon I've not gotten on? Um, I've just always done it because I, I don't have hearing things. issues. Oh. So. Subtitles make me pay too much attention. Uh. So we have it on. Uh. But subtitles are how I, why I think Ellie became such a good reader because she really wanted to know what was on the screen. Oh, Aww. probably. And then they're on when she when her shows are on too, so she's still watching and catching. Yeah. Speaking of reading, um, we have a local animal shelter that is pairing kids up with the animals so kids can come in and either sit in the cat room and read to the cats 
or sit next to a dog and read to the dog. So it's like the, the animals are getting socialization and the kid, like my 13 year old, she is, she struggles a lot with reading. She hates it. So like, she's not willingly going to sit down and read to practice. Um, but she likes going into the animal shelter. And if she can get into the cat room, she sits in the cat room and reads to the cat. That's so cool. Oh, I think that's, that's an awesome idea. program. So my question for you is how long until your daughter begs you to bring home another animal to your house full of animals? Um, we've already like, so like we have so many already, especially cats that it's like, we are like, we're at our max. We're just like, we have a big old fat cat um, that she's like 20 pounds and she's just this big ball of cat. And so I, t- I keep telling my kids, listen, we can get another cat when princess dies. Um <laughs> It's what it is. So, I mean, she doesn't do anything but like lay against the wall and like breathe heavily anyway. So, she's so fat. Like she's, she purrs really loudly and like breathes heavy. Like, yeah. But no, we're not, we're, we're successfully avoiding any new animals other than like lizards. My daughter's up to two lizards now. So. I know. But so- they're not. Sorry, go on. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say they're not high maintenance. Like they're not create. I'm not, you know, they live in their little habitat. I was going to say, I know somebody you're not avoiding because you drove all the way back after your daughter hurt herself to make sure you saw this person in person. So why do you tell did. that story, April? So, okay. So we went, uh, so it, I don't know how far to go back with this, but like, I've got a friend. Um, so we were going to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is you know, where Dolly Parton is from. We go there several times a year. Um, and so we were going from Monday through Thursday and I have this running joke with a friend of mine who, um, she works as, uh, she's a Dollywood insider. She's huge into Dollywood. Um, usually I either arrive the day before she is, or like I, I arrive the day after she leaves or I leave the day before she arrives. So jokingly, I sent her a message and I said, oh, Hey, you coming into Gatlinburg this week? And she's like, yep, I'll be there on Friday which is of course the day after I leave. And I'm like, of course. And she's like, well, listen, I have an extra media pass to see Dolly Parton on Friday. You just have to be a gold member, um, like a gold member season pass holder because it was season pass holder preview. So I bought my entire family season passes, gold season passes to Dolly <laughs> so we could go on Friday. And so we extended our trip and Wednesday night. Um, my, my daughters were at the, the indoor pool, which had a bunch of water slides. And my 10 year old had somehow managed to get her hand lodged in a broken slide and it crushed her hand, <gasps> like, like broke her hand. Um, like she comes out, like hanging her hand like this. I can't feel the bones on top. Um, so we had, this is like nine 30 at night. So we're out in the mountains and there's no place to open. So like Thursday morning, my husband takes her to urgent care and they're like, you need to take her back to Charlotte to get her to the children's hospital because she needs surgery. And so we pack everything up and we like, we have to go through everything with the hotel because the hotel's insurance is getting involved. Um, and so we drive all the way back and he takes her to the children's hospital. And so they have to, you know, put her out to do the cast and everything like that. And so the whole time I'm like supposed to see Dolly Parton on Friday morning. And so she gets home Thursday night and I jump back in the car with my 13 year old daughter and we drove all the way back to Tennessee so I could be there Friday morning to see Dolly Parton in person. And she sang to us. And it was worth the um, insane uh, gas prices. Because uh, I drive a Jeep and my husband drives a Jeep. Wait, you all have Jeeps? Um, we do. We have two Jeeps. Weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, blue Jeep. 
that yeah he's got a gorgeous blue one i have a gorgeous teal one um they get 16 miles to the gallon um and we drove them both to tennessee to avoid like because they don't see as many kids as we have and i didn't feel like listening to my kids fight so we took both of them to Tennessee. but i got to see dolly parton on friday morning and it was amazing she sang a song to us and then she is in the parade every year um and so like I, I took a selfie with her, like in the background, like 10 feet away from me. Cause she's just in this little, and they got her like surrounded by her secret service agents. And it was, it was worth it. It was crazy, but it was worth it. Wow. The new, so that's my spring break story. The new book she wrote with James story. Patterson is really good, by the way. Run Rose Run. I haven't heard, like she sang, she sang that new song that uh, like, faded jeans and big dreams and stuff yeah that's what she's saying and I'm like so now I can die a complete person because I have her Dolly Parton sing in her like live I have laid my eyes upon her her bodily form I, I imagine that's what seeing God is like <laughs> Speaking of Dolly Parton, did y'all hear she discussed who she wants to play her in her biopic? No, who? Kristen Chenoweth. Kristen Chenoweth. I could see it. Really? Yep, that's who Dolly Parton wants to to play Dolly is Kristen Chenoweth. What an honor. I can see it. Right? Kristen Chenoweth yeah. must think really, really highly of herself today. I saw that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame denied her request to take herself out of the running. <laughs> I didn't see that. Like, if she's like, this is not my lane. I would like to not be in it. Yep, they denied. They denied. <laughs> like, no, we're going to recognize you. And that's that. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not really. You're going to like it. Whether I'm, I'm not really wrong with like all y'all. Should they me? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> they need to rebrand anyway. It's time for them to completely rebrand. It's just a music hall of fame at this point. Right, right. That's what it should be. I think that's a better uh, draw anyway. Yep, for sure. Like the Experience Music Project in Seattle. Is that even there anymore? I don't know. The EMP. It was cool. It, it is there. no longer the EMP. It is now the Pop Culture Museum. Oh, okay. So it is still there. Uh, I told you I put on a conference there, right? No. I put on a conference in the EMP and it was one of the coolest experiences. I bet. Place is I really, I really wish well, that over the past five years, Tom, I had been like keeping track of like the Tom connections, like to different like areas and people and celebrities. Cause it's like two degrees, degrees of, of Tom Crow. Yeah. Three degrees of Tom Crow. <laughs> we need one of those weird, like we need to consume a whole back wall with like one of those serial killer walls. Like the Anthony, like uh, smoking a cigarette and like pointing to it. Like, like uh, that one scene. I think that's perfect. It was amazing. Tom's face in the center. <laughs> Um, I think it's probably been long enough that I can say this, but I wasn't supposed to be allowed to at the time. I did get to sit in Captain Kirk's seat. <gasps> That's awesome. That was there. And I got to, you know, the, um, oh, what is that? The, 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 the Guillermo del Toro horror film. Um, Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. Thank you. I got to, to touch the, uh, the eyes. Mask. Got to cool. or weren't supposed to and did anyway. They let me. I made friends with one of the people there. 
Yep. Fancy. So, that place is one of the coolest museums on the planet, though. That's I mean, when it was the pop culture, not when it was the EMP. Right? No, it was still the EMP then. So it had, it oh. still had like, did you go there when it was the EMP? Yes. You saw like the in utero angel from Nirvana yes. and like Kurt Cobain's unplugged outfit. Oh, so cool. Yes. It was very cool. Chris, Chris... That was in 2000. Oh, wow. I went in 2016. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's Frank Gehry design. Oh, it's such a, an amazing building. Cool building. You know what else is a cool building? The Spellman House. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm still trying to, done. <laughs> I would like to. I, I would like to be nominated for a Christmas podcast award for the worst segues. <laughs> you should. You should have uh, recommended that to Jerry for the Raddies. Well, I haven't done any segues on his show yet, though. Ah, uh, true. That's my goal next time. But tonight we are going back to. Casa Dispelman for three more episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And we all gave our histories and why we're here and excited about it. April, would you like to share with us a little bit of your history with Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Um, so look, I don't really, I, it occurs to me that I don't have that far, like I watched the first couple of seasons, but like I think this fell during a time that I was maybe not, or too, like too, too young and too, or too old. I can't, it was, it was caught me at a weird time that I probably wasn't watching a whole lot of TV. Let's just put it that way. So I don't have a huge history with this. But you like it? I do. Yeah. And I like the, like, it was very, this was a, like, I like it more now because it's got that, you know, heavy nostalgic 90s vibe. It does. Like it was <laughs> like the uh the intro, especially after she goes to college, is just so bad, but it is so oh good. Oh my at the same god, time. I have words about those intros and just the college years in general. Like <laughs> so these shows going on to the college years, this and Saved by the Bell feel like acts of desperation. And the cohesiveness is broken. The story gets gets we meet world worked in the college years i actually like their college years yeah when he yeah it did it did yeah but i also but i mean i i like saved by the bell the college years even though it was awful and i know all i'm gonna say is the i'll just say it now just like before we get to into the episodes i think I would rather spend time with Aunt Hilda and Aunt Zelda than her college friends. Like, yeah, please. Yes. Well, our first episode, she's not in college yet. No, she's not. And we actually do encounter Principal Willard Kraft, who we did not in the other episodes and we did not mention. Um, but he is played by Martin Mall, <laughs> who we've covered before on this show. We have. We covered him on Jingle All oh, yeah. the Way. And, Clue. and in Clue, he was Colonel Mustard. And in, Clue. and in Clue. So we don't need to go through his. We all know we like Martin Mall. Do we like Martin Mall as Principal Kraft? I always thought him and Zelda's relationship was a weird one because she's so smart and he's so not, not smart. smart, but like just like a goofy man child. But I mean, if you're if your Aunt Zelda, who is really good for you, right? Like who 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 would she be with? She's so sweet and caring, and I I love both of her aunts. Yeah, I do too. 
we also have my favorite characters on the whole show we didn't talk about that last week who's your favorite i agree my favorite salem i like i guess we sort of talked about it last week because you said salem so for me i like what happens in the spellman house the the nuclear family of the spellmans including sabrina sabrina aunt zelda aunt hilda and salem that's my go-to that's what i like Especially when she starts working at the coffee house, it just gets kind of ridiculous. Yes. I will get into it, but my overall view of Sabrina in these three episodes, she got she's very bratty. She did. She went through a bratty stage. Um, so our first episode is called We've got a couple other people to talk about. I'm going a little out of order here. Sabrina nipping at your nose. Does somebody want to tell us what happens in this one, or should I do the plot synopsis here? I'll do it. Okay. Because this is my favorite of the three. I'll just say that right now. Uh, Sabrina wins a trip to Jamaica, but can't get out of Boston due to a snowstorm. After magically changing the weather, Mother Nature shows up and turns her into a snow lady. So (laughs) this this episode starts out, it's snowing. Hold on real quick. Before we jump in, let's talk about the extra guests. You mentioned Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's played by Nancy Lenari. She is the voice of Aunt May in the 2018 Marvel Spider-Man video game. Ah, excellent game. She played Mrs. Sandberg in This Is Us. Morticia Adams in the animated Adams Family series from the early 90s, if y'all remember that. I do remember that. Uh, she was also Aunt May in the 2017 to 2020 Spider-Man TV series. She was in the Valhalla. Yeah, it was. Uh, it looks awful. <laughs> she played Martha in Gilmore Girls. Um, she was on General Hospital. Meh. She was in Star Trek video games. She's done a lot of video game voicing. She played an episode on Frasier, but I feel like everybody else did too. So it's not really a big, big win. Don't don't reveal the other big guest star because they'll play better for our audience who haven't watched this yet. We just he just pops up. You just want to pop it just like he did on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, just set the stage for us. Let us know what we're watching here. Yeah. So Anthony. Christmas is approaching. It is snowing. Sabrina's in a bad mood because it's nonstop snow. And because she's Sabrina aunt, at this point. Yeah, she's a very uh, angsty teenager. And her aunts call it out. They're like, you're not losing your Christmas spirit again, right? Because that's a constant thread with her, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. But she's not. She just, she just wants to be somewhere warm. Salem, <laughs> meanwhile... Is uh, it reminded me very much of The Office, where Andy was gifting Aaron the Twelve Days of Christmas, <laughs> but um, he's—I think he's getting himself the Twelve Days of Christmas. He ordered them for himself, and a partridge in a pear tree arrives, <laughs> and instead of the bird partridge, it's, it's Danny Bonaduce. Danny Bonaduce, as an adult, the, as an adult from the partridge family in a pear tree. <laughs> In a pear tree. And Salem's like, the best partridge in a pear tree ever. 
and he gets out of the tree and he's like, back in the tree, Bonaducci. <laughs> and Danny Bonaducci's like, I need to get my new a new agent. I need to get my agent. And we cut to the opening credits. Um so Sabrina hears about this contest on a radio where the grand prize is a week-long getaway to Jamaica. And of mm. course, it's a science question. You have to have a sci- yeah, it's a you have to have a knowledge, a scientific knowledge to get this question right. So Sabrina puts Zelda on the phone. And Zelda's like, well, just because I'm good at science doesn't mean I know everything, every science answer. And then they ask a question, of course, Zelda knows it immediately. Now, April, our scientist here, did you know the answer to that question? What was the question? I don't even know. Uh, that, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. That, so, like, just because somebody is a scientist, like, science is so broad. Like, I know. I can be a geologist, and if you ask me a question about something medical, I cannot, you know, like a, the, the immunologist or something like that, I could not That's- answer I feel like that's yeah. I'm, now I want to know what that like. Now I want to remember what that question I've is. I got it if you want it. Yeah. Question: What parameter measures relative magnitude of, of viscous forces to Coriolis forces and rotating flow of viscous incompress incompress? Okay. Well, listen. Like I, I am not. I am barely passing chemistry two this semester, so no, I cannot <laughs> answer that. I barely got through physics, and there's a reason that I stay away from the science. But to, to, to your point, April, that was a joke in the episode. Like Zelda said, just because I'm a scientist doesn't mean I know every scientific thing. Right. And yes, which is very correct. But that always bothers number. That always bothers Sarah because when people find out she's Canadian, they're like, "Oh, my family's in this area. Like, maybe you know that." It's like Canada. Oh, uh, that's like the same with country. being Jewish. They're like, "Oh, do you know so and so?" And so the joke with being Jewish is, "Oh, yeah, they're my fourth cousin." Um, like what? So it's kind of a, it extends a little bit with with Jewish people. Yeah. So Zelda wins tickets to Jamaica for three people plus one mortal. And Sabrina's just like, I'm inviting Harvey. <laughs> she doesn't even give her Anne to say or oh, Zelda to say. Like, let's talk about the high school child saying, I'm going to invite my boyfriend to Jamaica. That's going to be a no for me, dog. Like, big fat no. Like that, I saw that and I'm like, absolutely not, young lady. <laughs> That's a recurring theme, though. She and Harvey keep going on trips away. There was another episode around this time where they were going away to a cabin that one of his friends got for them and i'm thinking they could have had a spinoff sabrina and the teenage pregnancy there you go <laughs> well Sabri- yeah so despite the fact that zelda got this answer right and zelda's dating a mortal sabrina's like no it's gonna be my boyfriend and her answer just cool with this and sabrina just goes to talk to harvey and he's and she's like hey what are you doing for christmas He's like, well, I'm spending it with my dad. And she's like, no, not anymore. Don't make plans. Like, she just takes over. And I'm like, man, she's kind of controlling. Um, but it's been snowing in town. Oh, well, no. First, Principal Kraft finds out that they won this trip. And he is pissed that he did not get asked to go with them. <laughs> to the point he pulls down decorations at the coffee shop like a petulant child. Um of course, blame them for not wanting to take him, though. I mean, honestly, I can't blame Sabrina for not wanting him to go. That's her principle. I mean, if I was the aunt who just got the question right, I'd want to bring my significant other, probably. He's a Debbie Downer. 
Very curmudgeonly. Yeah. And of course, it's been snowing and the bad weather strands them. They don't, their flight is, all flights are canceled for the foreseeable future. That's what the radio announcement said, or the news. Recurring said. theme, drinking game. Yep. Everybody drink. Um, and meanwhile, here we get another glimpse of the gifts Salem is getting uh, three French hens, which are three French old ladies. Oh my ladies. gosh, that was so cute. That was <laughs> they, I love that they were not the French hens I was thinking of. And the two turtle doves were like dead turtles with wings glued to their backs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those were funny. I would have put ornaments on those and hung them on my tree. I'm not going to lie right now. I guarantee you. At some point. I guarantee you Etsy probably has Etsy has everything. <laughs> Just <laughs> um so Sabrina's pissed. Like she can't can get out of saying, here. To can, the we warp- can we just say she's angry? I have to edit. Pissed is not a bad word, but sure, Sabrina is angry. Are we not gonna She's lose a- our, our family friendly rating for that? No, but they use that in G-rated movies. Are you still bathing in your virginity, Tom? I'm always bathing in my virginity. It is a thing we do. <laughs> That's why I like having April on because I know she airs more toward my sensibilities here. <laughs> Plus, she's just awesome in general. It's not just because I want an ally. Just say, <laughs> um, Sabrina's angry, yeah. and of course, this is where another thing we see in every one of these episodes: Salem plays a little devil on her shoulder, and he's like, "Why don't you just magic the weather better?" Mm-hmm. And she does. And she turns into a snowman. Oh my gosh. That made me laugh. Did it? Her face <laughs> as a snowman for some reason just made me laugh. I thought the snowman was very cute. It looked like one of your traditional, it looked totally fake, but it looked like yeah. your traditional snowman, which I like. Yeah. And <laughs> she, they're like, her and Stella are like, don't worry, we'll figure out a way to reverse this before you melt. And then, of course, the next scene, she's a puddle. And her aunts have to take her so to, mo- <laughs> to Mother Nature. And they're like, she's a first-time offender, Mother Nature. Can't you, like, just wish her back or magic her back? And she's like, sure, but I still have to punish you. And so you have to cheer up Mr. Kraft because he's miserable. So she gives it her little Christmas tree pin and she said when the star on top lights up, you've completed your task. And I thought that was a cute, like that's a cute mm-hmm. little way to show that. So <laughs> Sabrina sets out to make Mr. Craft to cheer Mr. Craft up. She gets him, she asks him what his favorite Christmas dish is, and what is it? It's not fruitcake. What was it? It was figgy um, pudding. Figgy pudding. Figgy pudding. So she magics that for him. And he's like, you think you can bribe me to cheer me up with this? Not going to work, but I am going to eat every bite of this. And he does. Uh, and he does. Okay. So, while, so while Sabrina, do you, are you guys fans of figgy pudding? I don't think I've ever had it. Mm, I don't know. I'm not quite clear on what figgy pudding is. Yeah, like, it looked like a cake. So I have an idea. is it like a custardy bread pudding type thing, texture-wise? So, Anthony, bring us some figgy pudding, bring us some figgy pudding, and bring it right here. Wah, wah. Waka, waka. Have you had, have you had figgy pudding, Anthony? 
Yes, in England, and that's exactly what it is, Julia. That's exactly the type. Oh, of I knew food he was. Like I, I, I knew this was like a segue into how Anthony has been to England. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's where I was going to go to too. It's always either you know I used to live in England, or uh, well, the time I spent with my family in uh, in Aruba. <laughs> there's so there's also that the, there's also the age dropping. How he's so much young, he doesn't remember um, back in the olden days like we do, like 1992. He's not too fresh on. Oh, oh, I mean, Anthony. Oh, Anthony. Anyway, yeah, it's not that great, but I don't like fruitcake either. So, <laughs> but but Mr. Kraft eats us up. So while Sabrina's trying to cheer this guy up, Hilda and Zelda have a holiday rush at their shop. So they magic some help, and it's two elves who proceed to steal from them. I mean, it should be warning signs that they lost their jobs at the North Pole. You would think so. I think it's probably got to be hard to be fired by Santa. I would think. But we find out. Find out why. Why? Model employees. Why, Julia? They're thieves. (laughs) And they make fun of the girls behind their backs, which is just rude. It is rude. It is. But totally played for comedy. So. So while they're dealing with these elves, and Salem continues to deal with his 12 days of Christmas, getting more and more flustered as it goes on, which is actually my favorite quote, by the way, and I'm just going to say it now. He's up in the bedroom, like, covering his ears, and you just got to picture this really bad animatronic cat that's moving like a bad Disney ride, and he's covering his ears, and he's like, 12 drummers drumming, 11 pipers piping, one cat crumbling, enough, <laughs> enough! <laughs> He's just shouting into the house. I love that. I love whenever Salem gets to the point he's sobbing because it's just... <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sabrina is getting frustrated with Mr. Kraft. She's like, hey, did you ever enjoy Christmas? And she does a spell where they go back in time. Kind of, she Christmas carols this crap. She yeah. brings it back in time, and they sit in little stockings, which is cute, and she watches um, black and white version of his childhood. And let's see, it was miserable. What... So the first memory, what was it, Julia, or April, or Tom? Well, I don't know if it was the first one, but there's the one where he's pretty young, and he gets the sled. But that's that after the they moved to one. Miami. Florida. Um, <laughs> one of the first ones was him and a bunch of other kids playing, right? Wasn't that like standard? Nobody likes him. He's Nobody, a sad he didn't sack. have any friends. And yeah. then the second one, when they're sitting on the little ornaments, was he alludes to it as, oh, it's the one with the orphanage. and so you go to it and he's standing outside of an orphanage talking about how jealous he was of the orphans and what fun it looked like they had they were having in there (laughs) and then you get to the one where he's with his what look like terrible parents and he gets a sled and he's so earnest he's like a sled this would have been amazing before we moved to Florida, but I bet I can have fun with it here too. <laughs> and then you hear it scraping outside his dad's like, oh, you're gonna concrete. ruin the concrete. <laughs> but yeah. that's what Mr. Kraft says. Oh, that one was actually a really good Christmas. And yeah. Sabrina can't help but feel bad for him. <laughs> I mean, yes. I felt bad watching it. She's his star, her moment. His star goes off though. Her star goes off. 
but she still mm-hmm. feels the need to do something more for him. So she gives him the Jamaica ticket, <laughs> which was nice. Ruins. Carolyn, Ruins and right? Which one is that? <laughs> and Hilda. Hilda's. And Hilda's not Hilda's big on him. So then she tries to change the weather at the end to make it snow so they're grounded again and then she gets turned into a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And, uh, I did like this one a lot. That's basically it. Um, the only other thing was Sabrina also had her, she went to Harvey and got him. What did she get him? He had tickets to tickets. something that he mentioned earlier he usually does over Christmas break. But that he was going to miss when she was like, oh, don't book anything because we're going to Jamaica. Right. Right. So, it was a nice he moment. Got, and he got her akin to cubic zirconia, but I can't remember what it was called, but it was funny. It was yeah. some knockoff, yeah. Fake diamond type things. And that's that episode. And I really like this one. I thought this yeah, one was we never see Harvey again. You never <laughs> totally. see Harvey again? Until well, not in our episode. Well, we can't tell you why. Oh, I'm not going to watch it. You're not? You can tell me why. Okay, Does he alert. Uh, if it's you fine. don't want to know, maybe fast forward a little bit. Uh, Harvey, they, they, there's one point at which Sabrina does ma- like has magic to erase Harvey's memory. And it was at that point that it, was, it had happened too many times and they couldn't do it again. So she had to cut things off and make Harvey forget her. Oh, like Spider-Man. Yeah. Wow. That's serious. At her, fin- at her wedding in the finale to another guy, he shows up and they run off together. She leaves another guy at the altar. Seriously? That is like so on brand and so awful at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Salem's very happy she ends up with Harvey at the end because he hated the guy she was marrying. He 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 locked her in a cage. <laughs> he locked him in a cage when uh, she went away and he asked she asked him to catch them. Was he a dirtbag or Salem just didn't like him? Oh, he I, was he, a jerk. He, he was well, too I didn't, I didn't like him either, but yeah, him and Salem, it was a mutual hate thing. But, but <laughs> Although, like you hate... Go ahead. Go on, Tom. I was going to say, he, he, see, he and Salem, he, Salem hates him so much that you hate him. Yes. Okay. okay. But, but I mean, Salem was on brand during her wedding too. He gives her a big envelope full of cash. That was really money he had been stealing from her birthday cards for 18 years. And <laughs> he just gives them to her at her wedding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really like this one. Uh, I thought it was very funny. I thought it had a nice Linus moment. Mm-hmm. I thought it felt very Christmassy. It and, it, and it doesn't help that the Salem plotline reminded me of The Office, which is obviously one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Even though it came prior to The Office, obviously. So yeah. Um, and we didn't mention there were a bunch of puns when she turned into a snowman. I guess that was a, when the spell goes wrong, it makes you punny. Yep. Um <laughs> Which was funny. I mean, I don't have those quotes, but there are a bunch of them that made me laugh. They were so stupidly cheesy, but yeah, yeah. What would y'all rank this one? What are we? Good question. Oh. Eight. Very good question. Nine. I was gonna give it a nine as well. April, what would you give it? Six. Ooh. Like it was not. Uh, I don't know. It was not. Like 
it was not Christmassy enough for me. Like just the way she like kept trying to get away from it. I don't know. It didn't mm. give. Yeah. Like that's totally fair. Especially given the other ones that she hasn't learned her lesson for about Christmas yet, right? I feel like that's the theme. I feel like every Christmas she has to learn. I mean, the, the next one we're about to talk about too. Like it's, and she's totally, I mean. Totally Which is weird because in this Wait. one, she is like completely trying to get away from cold and Christmas, which is the opposite. Yeah, of, of the next one. Totally yeah. inconsistent. Yeah. But that gives well, us I, an average. Oh, sorry, Tom. Nope, go right ahead. Give us an average of 8.67. Next up is Sabrina's Perfect Christmas. It's from season five, episode 10, airing originally on December 15th, 2000. And again, we have new people to introduce. Um, Sabrina has gone off to college and she now has roommates including Morgan Cavanaugh, who is like supposed to be like an RA figure I get from these, but she's like the, the one, like when Sabrina goes to college, she's the one who like welcomes her and tells her aunts that she'll look after her and watch her and everything. And that is played by, she is played by Alyssa Donovan. For those of you Clueless fans, she was Amber. Ambular. Ambular. Camby. <laughs> Ambular. The Roxbury. She is in a series of movies called about the dog who saved fill in the blank, including the dog who saved Christmas, the dog who saved Christmas vacation, the dog who saved the holidays, the dog who saved Easter, the dog who saved summer. She's also in uh, the TV movie, The Twelve Wishes of Christmas. Huh. Yeah, so she's gone on to do a lot since clueless days not sure any of those dogs that saved something reached the heights of clueless but i'm glad she's still had a career it's she given you guys played... some new material as well yeah there you go she played um anthony's crush she played in anthony's crushes tv show she had a, a couple of appearances on blossom and a recurring role on beverly hills 90210 I know, where did this Blossom thing originate? You mentioned that last week, too, and it came out of nowhere. <laughs> it's, but it's going to be ongoing. Just get used to it now. <laughs> uh, she also lives with a roommate named Trevor Lassau, or I'm sorry, a roommate named Miles Goodman, played by Trevor, Trevor Lassore, who is a conspiracy theory paranoid person back when we could laugh at conspiracy theory paranoid people before they tried to destroy the world. He went on to start QAnon. He was on one of my daughter's favorite TV shows one time. He was on Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn. He He was a valet in La La Land. He was in Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever TV movie as Jack, the Jack Russell voice. Oh man, the animals talk in that? Yeah. He had one appearance in Roswell. He was on the TV show Undressed and Running the Halls. So. Wow, we actually got past the TV show called Undressed without Tom making a comment. That sounds right up Anthony's alley. <laughs> it doesn't need to be said anymore. No, you made it for him? 
<laughs> and then we have someone who is not her friend to begin with, her actual roommate that she lives in a room with at her new house. Play Roxy King is played by Soleil Moon Fry. Have we covered her before? She's been in a lot of stuff. I think so. She was Did Punky we? Brewster. For anybody who doesn't know, she was Punky Brewster, which is probably mm-hmm. why I'm thinking everybody knows who she is. She was in The Proud Family, The Bratz TV series. Like I said, to, like we said here, Sabrina, The Secret Files of. She Spy looks Ghost. like a live action brat, like the brat style. She really does. She was in Pumpkinhead 2, Blood Wings. She was Robin uh, for one episode on Saved by the Bell. She had a really interesting documentary recently. I'm trying to see what it was called. You told us oh, about she, that one, I think. I did. It was really good. But she was also in the TV movie Staging Christmas. What was her documentary? Oh, it's called Kid 90. It came out last year. It is such a good documentary. It's just her filming her experience as a kid actor in the 90s in Hollywood. And it's sad and depressing and interesting all at once. Hmm. She's also the girl that keeps hitting Joey in that episode of Friends. Yes, that's what I know her most from. Were y'all fans of Punky Brewster? Yep. I missed that one. I think that I was a, that was one of those again that caught me at the wrong age. Mm-hmm. I was either too probably just a, a bit too old for it at some point. I missed one. The only other person I'm going to mention, one of the elves, is played by Arturo Gill, who has been cast in a lot of problematic stuff over the years. <laughs> There's somebody else you need to mention. Who? Well, he was in Spaceballs, Bill and Ted's Bogus journey star wars christmas karaoke he played an ewok that he was machete in a studio too he's got a couple movies coming up uh and then he's been he's had a lot of roles on like walk-on roles on on countless tv shows you said he played an ewok right yeah okay do you guys remember and he was in leprechaun too which anthony made me watch and then not talk talk about (laughs) My internet crapped out that night. I made it through the movie. Where he played the drunk at the pub. (laughs) You know what? I thought Leprechaun 2, by the way, was kind of better than the first anyway. But anyway. um, You said he played an Ewok. Do y'all remember? It went viral like 10 years ago on the Today Show and the Ewoks got drunk on Halloween during the live shot. No, no. They're they're doing the live shot, and uh, oh, I forget who it was. One of the hosts is getting so pissed. Al Roker couldn't contain himself because they were like, like they got drunk on set and like live TV. Google it on YouTube after. It's the funniest six minutes you'll ever watch. (laughs) One of these Ewoks during the live shot, they're trying to do the news or you know the puff piece on Halloween, and this Ewok starts moonwalking in front of the camera in front of Al Roker. Another oh one tries. Another one starts um, acting like a dog against one of the host's legs. We'll phrase it that way. <laughs> this was thing. real, not a joke. 
this is real like one of the hosts got so freaking upset like you nope that like when he went for the vodka again on the table nope that's enough for you and takes the vodka like slams it away from him oh my gosh gotta look it up after this yep wow i feel like i'm missing out uh you also forgot blitzen there who is apparently their cousin (laughs) there's a reason they call him blitzen apparently (laughs) <laughs> he knows the way to the liquor store <laughs> all right sabrina opts to spend a, per- a picture perfect christmas with morgan and her family rather than endure the annual insanity of hilda and zelda but soon discovers the ugly secret under that flawless facade salem stows away in sabrina's suitcase so he can avoid the creepy staring eyes of cousin ira york however he ends up in a worse situation with morgan's brother chip Meanwhile, Roxy stays at Hilda and Zelda's house for Christmas. I'm just going to say right now, I don't know who wouldn't want to spend Christmas with a bunch of magical people, a real reindeer who apparently likes to get blitzed, sugar plum fairies, and a talking cat. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just me. Uh, I... I I kind of get it, like being like Jewish. I guess it's if you look at the people who have the traditional Christmas, it seems like the the Hallmark movie. Like you want to go into the Hallmark movie, so it's not like this weird mishmash Christmas where you're still eating Chinese. Like in my house, like we'll still go out for Korean barbecue on Christmas night if it's open or we'll go to, you know, so we have this mishmash of, of kind of uh, customs that we do being an interfaith household. And I think that's what they kind of do is have this weird kind of mishmash and it's not that traditional warm, cozy Christmas feeling. So you seek that out, you know? Well, what I did like about this episode is that it basically showed like, hey, no matter how perfect a family seems Looks. on the surface, every every family has their little uh, problems. Problems, it, yeah, let's phrase idiosyncrasies. it Idiosyncrasies. Like idiosyncrasies, let's phrase it like, like that. Theirs were not little, though. No, which we'll get to, so. So, I like this episode's visuals. It feels Christmassy. We see wonderful things like snow. We've got the sleigh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just feels like, and also our, our title for our title for the uh, episode comes from this. I'll have to actually look it up where it's like, it's not a real Christmas unless you get a visit from jolly old St. Nicotine. Oh. I, uh, yeah. I liked the use of magic in this episode, and I thought of Julia because last week she said she liked how Zelda and Hilda fought over who was going to cook Christmas dinner, and then one of them just <laughs> zapped it, and they were like, "Oh, that was exhausting." Well, this one they have the same thing, like, "Oh, I forgot something." The like serving dish at Sabrina's apartment. Hilda, can you get it? Oh, all that Christmas traffic, and then she just zaps herself <laughs> there, and she's like, "Oh, that was exhausting." So that made me laugh. Um. Yeah, so this Julia, is do you want to walk? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Do you want to? You go through it, Anthony. Go ahead. No, no, I've got about Julia. I was just gonna say before we get into it, like this was like the decline of the show for me when Sabrina goes to college to start spending less time with Hilda and Zelda and uh, more time with her 
Well, and even the time they have, like, now, at this point in the show, Hilda owns the coffee shop where Sabrina works. Mm-hmm. So she sees her more at work than at home. And Zelda is an associate professor at the college where Sabrina is attending. So we see her there. It's just, they're trying to overlap them in ways that don't make sense. Instead of Sabrina just living at home and having college friends, which would have worked a little more organically. Salem's like the product of a broken home. Half the time he's at the Spellman's, half he's living at Sabrina's apartment. (laughs) And when he's at Sabrina's apartment, he's getting kicked out. He can't, he can't talk because her friends don't know. <laughs> like, but so when he does start talking too much, Sabrina will t- tell him it's time to go home, and, and or she'll zap just him zap him back to the Spellman <laughs> house. Um, um. <laughs> did y'all like their the book that Hilda kept referring to? What was it called? The Human or Mortal Guide to Christmas or whatever. <laughs> oh yes, Dummies which, Mortal Guide to Christmas, which is confusing to me because they clearly know it through Christmas, Christmas in like four other episodes prior to this. But yeah, anyway. there's not a lot of continuity in Sabrina's world here. No, we do a lot. We, we're willing to bend the the laws of reality for a laugh, and you know what? It works for me. And I don't, and I think if we were watching this like normal people where you either catch an episode every once in a while or you watch through an entire series, I don't think it would be that obvious. But when we just watch the other ones. Yeah, that's fair. And they, and the way that Sabrina, like, especially the one where uh, Sabrina got amnesia and she brings Christmas back to everybody by doing all the things that they know of that they remember, that they should remember from mortal Christmas just doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to work the same, does it? Yep. Okay, so then with this one, um, we open up with her and her roommates, and they're each doing what I assume probably most college roommates do around Christmas time. It's what are their plans? Who are you waving at? <laughs> I thought he was the only one looking at the screen. <laughs> so I was trying to make him break. <laughs> He's just giving me a creepy smile. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, they're discussing their Christmas plans. So the is Miles Goodman the boy roommate? Yes, Miles. Okay, is the, he's Miles like is just it. hardly in it. Right at the beginning, he's rushing out the door to his Jewish family, um, and makes comments about all the food that's going to be cooked, and definitely need to take some uh, Imodium or Harbor medication. And conspiracy theory. No, Imodium. Because it's a Jews are, are mostly, I don't want to say mostly, but a large amount of Jews are lactose intolerant. Oh. So it's a joke about that. So that I, that popped us a little bit. I, was, <laughs> I get that. I understood that reference. Um, so we don't see him very much. Um, then we hear that Morgan is going home and has what she presents as this idyllic Christmas, right? And after everybody talks about their Christmas experiences, she's like, well, mine's pretty normal and it's pretty great and it's pretty awesome. Um, Roxy's is very sad. Well, <laughs> Nicotine Christmas. Taco Bell for Christmas? Taco Bell, yeah. Well, so Morgan's- Talk about Imodium. As well. Morgan's isn't just a perfect Christmas. It's a perfect Hallmark Christmas. Cabin, snow, right. like, yeah, it's like baking cookies with the family. Yep. Right. Um, okay, so Roxy says she's just going to do some whatever for Christmas. So Sabrina decides to go to Morgan's family's Christmas and experience what is the perfect Christmas, right? 
Um, the ants are a little sad about it, but I mean, they've got people coming and it's like a whole thing. So, and, and I like that. I like that Zelda was like, you know, when Hilda was like, really? Or kid was letting her go. She's like, she's in college. Like, this is what college kids do every now and then. Yeah. They don't want to spend every holiday with us, like, or ever, all the time with us. Right. That, fe- that felt real to me. <clears throat> um, yeah, it did. But, and but I love that. I was just going to say, I love that initially when Sabrina's like, oh, you know, she's going away Salem's like I call bunking with the sugar plum fairies <laughs> so so Sabrina goes to the cabin with Morgan um and it it looks idyllic I mean snow cabin beautiful cabin um a sleigh like it looks nice like really nice um plus Morgan's brother is super cute so this causes Sabrina's eye to be caught immediately um, and the mom and the dad seem very There is a nice. warning sign, though, with the brother, because she's like, oh, is he single? Yeah, for some reason, he can't find yeah. his girlfriend. Because he's a Which... hot mess, is what he is. Um, anyway, so Sabrina's totally settling in. Uh, in the meantime, um, the ants are preparing for the big Christmas shindig with all of the family and friends coming in and need to get the pole that Sabrina borrowed so Hilda <laughs> snaps herself exhaustingly so to Sabrina's apartment and discovers Roxy's like laying on the couch and she's like what it's Christmas I thought you were doing something and she's like yeah I just told him that so I wouldn't bum everybody out and um and so in true aunt fashion she's like uh no you know I'm alone for Christmas so come with me and so she she brings Roxy home and it's only after she does that Hilda's like Hilda and Zelda realize oh we're witches and we've got non-mortals coming to dinner that's a problem so they decide to push those plans off a bit so that they can keep the secret going um so really it just ends up being a Christmas with the ants and Roxy um and they do it at right Santa comes. So here's my question. If she zapped herself there, how did she get back with Roxy? I imagine they took mass transit to get home. <clears throat> okay. They had to do something cre- like clever and creative, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that she would um, know. So they they go forward with making all of the standard Christmas treats. Um, the tree is all decorated anyway. And so they are bringing the full experience to Roxy and melting her sad heart with all of her sad Christmases before. Um, back in the cabin, what Sabrina thinks is this super amazing, perfect family is actually a high-strung, vitreous, vitreous? Yes. Is that the right word? Vitriolic. Yeah, that one too. That's the general idea I, I, what I mean. I think they're both. Mom. <laughs> who's overworked and exhausted and hates her husband. Uh, the husband is quasi-homicidal and uh, terrible. It's just terrible and awful. And the son is like the creepiest creep creep ever. Well, because, yeah, a Salem has sto- stowed away in the Sabrina's bag. This guy mm-hmm. just wants to stare at him like the whole time. Like he just sits there staring at him. at him it's really unsettling which is what which is what a was, serial killer like salem was trying to avoid with being stared at right 
Yeah, by right. the cousin Ira. Cousin Ira. <laughs> That's right. So Sabrina realizes very quickly what looks very nice from the outside. Um, everybody's family has problems. This family just has like a lot of problems. <laughs> a lot of problems. Um, and so Morgan is the normal one of the normal quote, normal one of the family in that she's not a terrible human. And um, she gets really thoughtful gifts for her mom and her mom just totally poo-poos at it. And her dad is just looking for the receipt so he can return it, even though they're very thoughtful gifts. And um, this bothers Sabrina. So she has a heart to heart with Morgan and she basically is like, why don't you stand up for yourself? Because that's so cool. And uh, Morgan ends up doing just that and tells her parents how ungrateful they are. And she doesn't have to hang out with them anymore. Well, her parents are like, she, when Morgan gives them the gifts, they're awful. Like, oh, this they're isn't, awful. so she gets her mom, what is it, like a dress, uh, some, some kind of like, like a shirt or wrap of some sort. And she's Sleep like, oh, this is, or something like that. yeah, she's like, this isn't my color and all oh, that material mm-hmm. so itchy. And then her dad's like, not like she wears anything to bed, but sweatpants anyway. And uh, then dad. It's a weird thing to complain to your kids about their mom. Yeah. Sorry, kids. Your mama won't get sexy for me at night. (laughs) That made me very uncomfortable. I don't know if that's where he's going for, or if I'm just reading too much. That was what he was going for, for sure. It's gross. Yeah. Um, this is a family show. I would appreciate if you would like tone that down a bit. (laughs) Stop. We don't bathe in our virginity for this show, okay? April, it's time to grow up. And then dad um, gets, uh, I forget what she gets him for Christmas. It's like a sports ball guy's signature on a sports ball. Table. Oh, yeah. And she, he then, he says, oh, that doesn't even look like the real signature. I guess they saw a sucker coming when you walked in that door. I know. He's terrible. It was mean. Like. Yeah. Is this yeah. not what your families are like? <laughs> Actually, they are, which is why I don't speak <laughs> I'm, I was surprised, and this might be out of character for Sabrina, and I'm because I'm not as familiar with her character, but I was kind of surprised she didn't speak up and like call them on their crap. But I'm guessing that's not her personality type. Maybe she does at the end, though. Well, I mean, sort of, but like not with the gusto. Yeah. Expect from- well, I mean, if you're in somebody's house, you're like, okay, they could kill me or take me out, or I guess maybe just you know, being somewhere you're not familiar with, you might not she, have the kind of fortitude to do that. She seemed very governed by etiquette, by social etiquette, being in somebody else's house. But like, if I'm in that situation and I'm a witch, like those two things combined, like I'm gonna say some words. Somebody's gonna, gonna get the tail. heck out of there. <laughs> just terrible um so then that obviously makes sabrina appreciate her own home setting when it comes to christmas which she should um and then she goes back home and realizes roxy's there and the aunts are like hey here's the deal and here's what happened and that makes sabrina really happy um plus Salem's home as well (laughs) yeah salem's very happy but roxy is very happy because santa brought her tons of gifts and sabrina makes a comment like oh yeah i'm taking notice of this or whatever she said <laughs> right um yeah, and, then, and then blitzen the reindeer shows up right as uh hilda's about to go get more liquor from the store or something and he shows up i guess he didn't get the cancel lotto tickets that's what yes I it with, yeah. yep 
and uh, she makes a comment like they had canceled the family gathering and Blitzen can lead the way to the liquor store because clearly he knows where it is. And <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah, that was funny. So, and uh, Christmas Eve, Roxy had snuck out of the house and purchased gifts with her limited means, um, both, I'm assuming, in money as well as what's actually open on Christmas Eve um, for the ants. So she got them lot lot of tickets and Gatorade. And we get a little, you know, Linus-y moment there as well when I think it's uh, it's Hilda that says, um, it's not what you get us, it's the thought that counts. So this is cute, um, but mostly uncomfortable. It had a ton of Christmas scenery, which was nice. But the weird family stuff was just it was a real bugger. It was sad, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. And then I don't care for college Sabrina and these surrounding characters, like y'all said at the beginning. I will I don't say have any uh, history with the show, but I can tell you from one episode I don't care for it. At least Hilda and Zelda were in this one, which is more than I can say about the next one we get to. But yeah. what are we going to rank this one? I'm giving it a 6.5. Six. Seven. Five. That gets an average of a 6.5. And we are rounding out the Sabrina the Teenage Witch Christmas episodes with it is a hot hot Christmas from season 7 episode 9 you missed two hots of there it's a hot 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 Christmas (laughs) season 7 episode 9 airing St. Nicholas Day December 6 2002 and as much as I like Sabrina, this episode very much reiterates the fact that we had let this show live far too long. As uh, is often the case with comedies, honestly. On this show, well, there were some of them, like, I really respect The Office and Parks and Rec that ended when they did, right? Yeah, The Office should have ended earlier. That's true. They should not have had Danny California or Robert California. I mean... Um, Danny California is Red Hot. They should have ended when Steve Carell decided not to. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Sabrina. I say that as a huge fan, obviously. All right. So Sabrina, Roxy, and Morgan go to Miami, right? That's where we're going? Yeah. No. What? I thought they were going like some tropical island. I thought they were going to Florida. No, it's just like a, he's got he's got like it's a, a timeshare. Yeah, like a condo in Florida. Show, yeah. yeah. Okay. It seemed like a resort, a big old resort. Although, if this is the Jewish kid, it should have been in Boca, but let's not mince semantics here. My parents at their house, Boca. When they get there, they Roxy's mom is at their timeshare already, right? And the timeshare gets robbed. Roxy's mom is the obvious choice for who did it. And now all the girls, instead of celebrating Christmas, have to spend their time trying to prove that Roxy, that Roxy's mom, Candy, didn't do this. So, yeah. And 
she had just gotten out of prison. prison. She is not the best of people. Her and her new boyfriend are working as sexy Santa and Mrs. Claus uh, at the resort Mm -hmm. here. Uh, Sexy being a relative term, but that's what they're trying to go for. Thank you. Um, And of course, because this is this is Sabrina, Salem came. He stowed away, and uh, he had to quarantine. He they put locked him in a kennel. Yep. He wasn't allowed on the resort. Yep. <laughs> um, it's because they're treating Salem like an animal. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So Sabrina, as is often the case, can't help but meddle when one of her friends is having an issue. So when she finds out her uh, Roxy's mom, Candy is there and wants to reconnect with her daughter and uh roxy wants nothing to do with it sabrina meddles she does everything she can to force them to talk including making this group of scantily clad carolers appear at the door every single time one of them tries to walk out uh they keep singing well bring us some figgy pudding well that you know that one we wish you a merry christmas yep which i think just a few minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) um so ultimately uh roxy and candy do sort out their issues and roxy's like oh thanks for you know helping me thanks for reconnecting us sabrina but when sabrina and morgan go back to the room that evening with that guy leonard um oh we didn't mention leonard leonard is sabrina's co-worker yeah whoever he is he's a weird dude though he's one of their friends when they go back to their room the place is cleaned out and obviously as you guys mentioned the natural choice is candy because she just got out of prison for theft and shoplifting and a bunch of stuff like that um, um and she's not a very trustworthy individual so sabrina's like well we don't want to ruin this relationship." They, even though they've jumped to this conclusion that candy did it they're like let's prove it first before telling roxy so they try to talk to candy alone roxy runs into them talking to her and it's like you know what i should never have trusted you ma and walks off and then candy gets mad at sabrina and she walks off so Sabrina's like, well, what if she didn't do it? So her and Salem go to the room and cast a time spell to figure out who did it. And they go back too far at first. They almost see Leonard stripped down in the living room, much to their horror. <laughs> and uh, then they see, what's the boyfriend's name? Whoever it is. Uh, they see sexy in quotes santa come in and rob the place Mm -hmm. so they decide to catch him in the act this time and they do they clear candy's name it's not important how they do it but they do um this guy tries to get away but when he opens the door the sexy carolers are still there singing and uh roxy and candy make up and sabrina breaks mother nature's rules again and makes it snow she changes the weather and makes it snow but she doesn't get there, she doesn't get in trouble this time no, no she doesn't not this time uh and there was also a subplot where morgan was entering a miss wet christmas contest so i don't know what all that was about either 
Well, you see, back in the day, MTV used to have air spring break stuff where. <laughs> Thank you. I neglected to clarify that Roxy's mom, Candy, is played by Kate Jackson from Charlie's Angels. Yeah. She's I hated her. One on Charlie's Angels. I hated her over the top accent in this. Like the like that not even like she was trying to do an over the top New York accent, like yeah, not anything even remotely convincing. No, exactly. Uh, like a why I oughta kind of person. <laughs> That's exactly what she sounded like. Oh, it was yeah. annoying. It was. Annoying. Is that what not? Is that not what New Yorkers sound like regularly? Oh, maybe maybe like Long Island people. No, he's not even Long Islanders. Or no, we don't talk about Bruno. Oh, we don't really don't talk about Staten Island. That's, that's not our borough. Hashtag. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that was the episode. This one is um, so a bit Four. of trivia. The title is a re reference to It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, the movie, which is why we have four hots in there. Yeah. Um, and okay uh you know there were some grinchy type rhymes when they were going back in time salem kept talking like a dr seuss book for some reason and then sabrina threatened him to make him into the cat who the cat and the hat who went splat um for whatever reason uh you know this one had no aunt hilda and aunt zelda which is a big downside for me it had Huge. very li little Huge. Salem, yeah. which was another downside for me. This one just, I don't care about her roommates at all. No, me either. And I certainly don't care nope. enough about them to have a plot centered around their roommates' dysfunctional family instead. I, I And I don't like Christmases in Florida. No, like, again. I, I hate that trope. I would, like, if I, not that I would ever live in Florida, but if I ever lived in Florida, I would go elsewhere for Christmas because I don't know, just the feeling of Christmas in Florida is not, it doesn't give me feels. No. I don't like it. And they didn't even like, like, like you see movies, like when we covered Die Hard, right? Where they try to put up a bunch of decorations and inject it with Christmas music. They didn't even do that here. This one just didn't feel Christmassy at all. The only plus I'll give this episode is Sabrina was probably the least bratty in this one of the three we covered tonight. This was the one where she really was more the most probably selfless from the beginning and the most, you know, just trying to fix the relationship between Roxy and her mom. But that was not enough to save it for me. Yes, I had a Linus moment. It was a weak one. Let's mm. be real. It what does constitute one. But yeah, I'm giving this one a three. I'm giving it a four. Two. Ooh. Also a three. It gives us an average. 2.7. I don't want to be the same as Anthony. 2.7. <laughs> see how it is. That gives us an average of a three. Which is our Sabrina. We went Bad. real. We like I said, this is. We can all agree. This is Sabrina has lived too long. Yeah. Yep. So, just for a recap for our listeners, season two's Sabrina Claus came in first at nine. Then season four, Sabrina nipping at your nose, eight point six seven. Then season one's a girl and her cat, seven point eight three. 
season three's Christmas Amnesia, 7.67. Season five, Sabrina's Perfect Christmas, 6.5. And then season seven's It's a Hot, 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 Hot Christmas at a three. Uh, you know, most of them, I mean, judging from those numbers, they ranked higher than they ranked good more often than not. So, yeah. And that's Sabrina. Apologies to April for getting stuck with the college episodes, but. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't, I guess I didn't. Well, if this was around 2000, like that was when I was in like my later years in high school. So I think I probably was a little too, I don't want to say a little too old for it, but that was, I, I don't recall the college years and these were not good college years. So <laughs> they should have ended, you know, when she left, you know, like, like we said in the beginning, um, you know, this was one of those things where the college years were just, you could have left those out and we would have been just fine. Agreed. But then you wouldn't have gotten to invite me on this show because you would have covered them all. We would have found a reason to. We would have found a reason. We always know when we, when we, uh, something Dolly Parton comes up, who our go to. Yes. Jerry Davila. We still got some out there. Oh, by the way, Dolly Parton is coming out with a new Christmas movie. Is she? What's the movie? Yeah, she announced it when we were, um, when we went to that thing. It was like a QA and she talked about it. And I've actually got it on video where she's talking about, and like I got so excited that I accidentally pressed the stop button. <laughs> so it came off like, as she's talking about, um, so like part of it, I don't know, she, the way she was explaining it, it's supposed to be <laughs> different from other things. But yes, we will have a new Dolly Parton Christmas. Oh, it's, it's not so. going to be like that horrific Netflix musical that we all covered last year. We don't talk about that, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. I was about to say, no, we no. don't talk about Dolly. <laughs> right. Well, was it Christmas on the Square or whatever? Christmas on the Square. Oof. Yeah. Oh, oof is right. Well, we still have to cover um, Unlikely Angel, which is uh, another oof. Oh, and you guys, like I, when we did uh, Smoky Mountain Christmas on Advent Calendar House. We have not done that, that one yet one. either. Right, either that one. one. Like they are all... Uh, very Dolly Parton. It takes a lot of money to look this cheap kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably why she took Kristen Chenoweth for her biopic as well. Oh, that's that's Anthony. <laughs> do you not like Kristen Chenoweth? No, I do like her. But I mean, she's oh, okay. gotten a lot of work done too. Yeah, she has. But I think she's also got the the men, the, the kind of you know, the higher voice, the uh, just kind of bless your heart mentality. For, if you for like. her, I will say for her, I'll watch she has going for her. At least she looks more real than Courtney Cox does, and we'll just leave it. Oh yeah, I've seen her lately. Mm -hmm. well, you didn't see the new screen? the new scream. She looked. Oof. Yeah, court. Well, like I feel like no, Lisa Kudrow is aging. She properly yep. like she's letting it happen yep. jennifer Aniston um, is a demon like she is a time demon um that is evil right there that's the only way you can look that good with like at that age i don't even like think yeah. she looks great anymore i mean she doesn't look awful i think she does you know who's like really really old martha stewart is like 80 yeah she looks wow. great for her she's age. dang good right 
if she like I, she looks like you she could be your grandma 60 60 year old yeah, down the street you know like I, I still think the pinnacle right. of uh people who've gotten work done in terms of it looking natural is Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda looks damn good for her age. Whatever Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani does Gwen too. Stefani. But Gwen Stefani's not old. Yeah, though. like, but she's, in, she's 50 plus. Like, that's, like, she doesn't, yes, you you know she's had work done just because of how she, how different she looks from, but it look, looks more polished, just like, not like the, the, you know, I know people that have had the Botox that they're, you can tell. Just Botox, but Gwen Stefani, I think, looks excellent. I do not think Jane Fonda looks good. I think she looks amazing. Especially Ooh, Anthony. Especially in person. Like she looks fantastic. Like I've not seen Jane Fonda in person. I've seen Dolly Parton in person. <laughs> <laughs> and she has had a lot of work done. And love her for that. If you have opinions on uh, people who have had a lot of work done or um, older, or which of the, or which of the elves needs attract- work done, <laughs> or older individuals that you may have a thing for, please let us know at any of our social media platforms that you can find at linktree.com slash tis the podcast. Our Facebook group is happening. All of us are there from time to time. Check it out, or you can visit our Patreon and for as little as a dollar a month, get bonus content, including Julia and Anthony giving you lots of spoilers about the Batman. Which was a very fun episode. Check it out. I won't be listening to it for a long time, but I'm going to believe you. No. Not too long. It comes on April 14th, HBO. 45-day release window for WB movies before it hits HBO. Hmm. Cool. Man, do you remember? Day. Remember, it wasn't even like ten years ago. It take like six months for something to come on like video, and now it's like, I love how quick it so is nice. nowadays. Yeah, there were some like when the Christmas movies would come out, it wouldn't it release until like the year. following year. Yeah. Right. I, I think it was what was it? Elf, maybe, I, or maybe it was Santa Claus. I just remember like it came out in movie theaters, and I wanted it on DVD, and it was like the following holiday season that it came out finally was released like they were trying to milk the whole holiday thing yeah well this was a lot of fun talking to april um we're gonna have more we have more fun lined up for you julia is super stoked about next week we are covering babes in toyland the 1961 holiday question mark movie tune in and see what we think followed by the definitely question mark Mm-hmm. Not as much as a question of a question mark as Batman. That one got a lot of love on our Facebook group. It would. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, we'll be. I'll be interested to talk that one with y'all. And the week after, I'm excited because we are covering the. We're going back to Melissa Joan Hart World for Holiday in Handcuffs, '90s extravaganza with. Uh, Slater, AC Slater, and Sabrina. It'll be fun. And the week after that, I'm excited because we're covering three Nickelodeon episodes. Let's do it. We're doing Ooh. Rugrats, SpongeBob, and Hey Arnold. They're all tw- oh, the only SpongeBob. twenty. I love yeah, SpongeBob. How- Julia, that's how I feel too. Ugh. I know that's not. I know it's a downer to be thinking we're gonna have to talk SpongeBob. Anthony, no, you may want to. You may want to pull in a little. Uh, 
pull in some emotional support guest for that one. Boy, there's a theme song that. Uh, That's amazing. Yes, oh. it is. That thing gets stuck oh. in my head. It doesn't take much for it to get stuck in my head. Uh, April, do you have anything to plug? Like turnbuckle talk or anything like that um yeah if you are a wrestling fan um yeah taking a different turn um but if you're a wrestling fan you can find us on twitter uh we have a what's called a twitter space which is kind of an interactive nice little not necessarily a podcast recording but it's live and we discuss a, a few days in wrestling and you can have your voices heard and you can chime in or you can listen um, we do that Tuesdays at seven and Friday nights at 10 Eastern after SmackDown. You can find me on Twitter. Um, and I am where number two next April on Twitter. And that is, that's what I have to plug. Uh, number two. Turnbuckle you like two. Turnbuckle talk Turnbuckle is. Mm -hmm. That's fun to say. So we do a space. Yeah, we do a space. Uh, we started out on Tuesdays and now we do Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, we talk the world of wrestling. We got WrestleMania coming up next, not this weekend, next weekend in Dallas. And I will be there. And two of my three co-hosts will be there. That'll be fun. That's a fun time. It is Must fun. be nice to have co-hosts who want to visit you, who want to hang out with you. Well, it like kind of got thrown together. Like it's WrestleMania. <laughs> so they were going anyway. <laughs> poor, poor Anthony, even with your new podcast, you'll probably never know what that feels like. Mean. In all fairness, in all fairness, I'm the only one who's traveled. Wait, to see Anthony, Anthony has a new. Does, you said Anthony has a new podcast. I do have a new podcast with Jerry oh, D. To... Of Totally Rad Christmas with it's... Chuck Morales of Just Another Friday Night, and with Matt Spaulding, Santa Matt of a bunch of other podcasts uh, called The Golden Bros, where we are doing a deep dive into the Golden Girls from four guys' perspective. Each episode is covering a different episode of the Golden Girls. So Very interesting. Very Check interesting. it out whenever it goes live. We recorded our first episode last night. Yeah. Nice. Hey, it's me, Stan. <laughs> Tom, you're going to be on for every Stan episode just so you can come on and be like, hey, it's me, Tom. <laughs> we, or or we could just include a, a sound clip that you play so you don't have to deal with me regular anymore. <laughs> hmm. Let's record him once and reuse it in Pam royalties. <laughs> oh, there was something else I was going to say that Tom trolled me about that I forgot. I've told you about a lot of things. Um, oh, I was gonna say, you know what? Yes, Tom. Maybe I will never meet any of my co-hosts, but I at least get to see April. It's probably like what once a year nowadays. That's I came awesome. to see you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm the only one that hasn't. True. Let's be real. There's one person on this call that has not met you in person. But to be, yeah. To be fair, like you haven't actually like gone to New York in times, right? Well, yeah, no, I would never go to New York and not see Anthony. Okay, like, so it's it's not like you've been to New York and not seen it. Yeah. So it's more a matter of the opportunity has not presented itself. You're going to be in New York for the marathon this year, April. I am. I'm running the New York City Marathon again this year. So we will definitely get together again then. <laughs> I was, yeah, I'm thinking, like, I'm waiting for the Hades Town schedule to come out. Because I want to see Hades Town again, even though I have tickets when it comes to town here, but I'm like, okay, well, maybe you and Sarah, and then, so my friend Stephanie is coming with me, mm -hmm. um, and she's running it as well, so it's like, 
I'm gonna see like maybe if we all want to go and see Hades Town. I would love that. to see Hades Town. That'd be fun. It's such an amazing musical. I love it so much. I would love to do that. Um, so yeah, keep me updated. Yeah, they just don't have a schedule past October, mid-October yet. Because we're still a long way away. Not too long. I can though. pretend I'm not running another, but which means I can still pretend I'm not running another marathon this year. <laughs> I haven't started training yet. <laughs> I don't want to start training. I mean, but here we are. Of next month, we're only five months from the Burr months, which is crazy. We're also only 6,696 hours until Christmas. 279 days. 39 weeks. We are under 40, y'all. I'm okay with that. April. We are now one, we're now one season closer. Like winter's over now, it's spring. Nine so months. Nine months. Conceive now and you'll have a Christmas baby. That is a pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. We, if anybody out there is wanting to get pregnant, if you do it now, you could literally have a baby. Christmas baby. If, if anyone out there wants to sentence their child to that fate where their parties get lumped in with Christmas and everything like that, it I worked for Jesus. I, 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 I know Marty suffered that fate. He did. But he gets oh. Christmas lights for his birthday, so he's not unhappy. I wouldn't be either about that. Well, I would totally be like, oh, he got dumb, gypped. I would totally be like doubly Dursley and be like, you can't you know, you can't group Christmas with my birthday. That's unfair. <laughs> I, I I have to share a birthday with Jesus. What is this? <laughs> Bye. <laughs>